Welcome to the Gut Doctor Podcast, where Dr. Neil Parikh describes GI disorders and answers common questions related to the GI tract. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the GI 101 series and the Gut Doctor Podcast. Today, I will be discussing the extraintestinal manifestations of inflammatory bowel disease with Dr. Sunkit Patel a gastroenterology fellow at the University of Connecticut. Dr. Patel, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, Dr. Bree. I'm very excited to be on this show talking about one of my favorite topics. As many of our listeners know, inflammatory bowel disease is a whole body disease that affects the global well-being more than just the GI tract. Today, we will focus on the dermatologic and ocular manifestations of IBD, as these tend to be the most common. Dr. Patel, do we see these more in patients with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, or is the prevalence similar in both conditions? That's a great question. In general, prevalence of extraintestinal manifestations, or EIMs, uh, have not been extensively studied. However, data suggests that ocular manifestations occur in up to 13% of all IBD patients, while dermatologic or cutaneous manifestations occur in 4 to 10% of IBD patients. Ocular manifestations include things like episcleritis, scleritis, uveitis, and occur more often in Crohn's disease compared to UC. The same goes for dermatologic manifestations. Okay, so Crohn's a little more than UC for all, for all these EIMs. Uh, what are the common dermatologic extraintestinal manifestations? Some common cutaneous or dermatologic EIMs include erythema nodosum, which is the most common, and pyoderma gangrenosum, which is the second most common. There are other less common ones, such as hydradenitis suppurativa, sweet syndrome, aseptic abscess syndrome, cutaneous vasculitis, metastatic Crohn's disease, psoriasis, and skin cancer. Oh, so quite a few. So how does a gastroenterologist work up these conditions? Do we have to biopsy all of them? So biopsy can certainly help with diagnosis uh, in some of these conditions, but oftentimes it's clinical. For example, uh, endodosum. Uh, classically presents as one to five centimeter raised, tender, red or violet colored nodule over the extensive surfaces, mainly the anterior tibial region. If you encounter atypical cases where uh, it's elsewhere on the body or they persist and ulcerate, then biopsy could be useful, in which case I would reach out to a friendly neighborhood dermatologist. Always good to have a friendly neighborhood dermatologist. Uh, so what are the treatment options for these conditions? Are, is it steroids? For most of these conditions, you must treat the underlying inflammatory bowel disease. This is an important concept for most EIMs. Often these EIMs are a result of uncontrolled intestinal disease. For those that do not, the treatments can be targeted. For example, pyoderma gangrenosum may result with systemic corticosteroids. Uh, it also responds to anti-TNF therapy. I see. So I know some of the rheumatologic EIMs of IBD parallel intestinal disease activity. What about erythema nodosum or pyderma? Do they also parallel intestinal disease activity? So erythema nodosum does often parallel intestinal activity, and treatment of intestinal disease usually results in resolution of these lesions. Pyderma gangrenosum, on the other hand, does not parallel IBD activity. Okay. So let's go ahead, you know, in interest of time, move on to the ocular manifestations, uh, starting with what I believe is the most common, uh, episcleritis. Yes, episcleritis is the most common ocular manifestation in IBD and occurs in up to 2 to 5% of patients. It often parallels IBD activity. Patients typically present with acute redness of one or both eyes. 
They may complain of irritation, itching, or burning. Pain and tenderness can occur, but it's important to note that it does not impair vision, unlike scleritis. It can be managed with topical therapy and treatment of active IBD. Oh, so while episcleritis can be symptomatically troublesome, it does not have a worrisome long-standing complications such as vision loss. Uh, and scleritis does? Scleritis is uh, inflammation of the avascular collagen layer, and it can, be se- it can lead to severe uh, vision loss. Um, it can be severe. Anterior and posterior scleritis includes the diffuse nodular necrotizing subtypes. It usually presents as this constant, boring, severe pain that can radiate to the face or periorbital area. And it's characteristically uh, worse at night or early morning. If we recall our anatomy class, the extraocular muscles insert on the sclera, which is why movement of the eye can worsen the pain in these patients uh, and can often disrupt sleep. Headaches, photophobia, watery, or redness of the eye may also occur. It's important to note that scleritis does not parallel IBD activity. Anatomy class, that was uh, close to two decades ago for me. Um, So let's lastly discuss uveitis. How does uveitis present compared to the other two conditions? Uveitis is a severe intraocular inflammation, which includes the iris, ciliary body, choroid, and even the vitreous humor. Um, It occurs in 1% to 3% of IBD patients. Uh, Presentation may include photophobia, headache, pain, blurry vision. Anterior uveitis typically causes more pain and redness, while posterior uveitis may cause floaters and some degree of vision loss. As with scleritis, uveitis is also independent of intestinal activity. And unique to other ocular manifestation, about 75% of these patients may also have axial or peripheral arthritis. Interesting. So you get the the rheumatologic aspect involved too. Uh, Obviously, any of these conditions should trigger an ophthalmology consultation, but when is it urgent or emergent? Yes, of course. So ophthalmologists are central to management of most of these conditions. One one tool which can be used to identify those patients needing ophthalmologists is the mnemonic I use, RSVP, which stands for redness, sensitivity, visual changes, and pain. Anytime there is a severe foreign body sensation, fixed pupil, reduced visual acuity, or severe headache with nausea, we need to urgently have our patients evaluated by an ophthalmologist. Okay, so I'll, I'll remember that. RSVP, redness, sensitivity, visual changes, and pain. So keep that in mind, listeners. Loss of vision, unable to keep your eye open, fixed pupil, or the sensation that something is constantly stuck in your eye. Get your patient to opto immediately. Dr. Patel, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time today in reviewing these extraintestinal manifestations of inflammatory bowel disease. I look forward to having you back on our show in the future. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gut Doctor Podcast. For additional information about today's topic, please visit ConnecticutGI.org. Your feedback is important to us, so please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Stay tuned for more episodes of The Gut Doctor, and if you think you may need to see a gastroenterologist, just trust your gut.